Okay, welcome to Friday Night Feels, everyone. I am your host, Patrick Minnett, licensed mental health counselor and certified life coach. And welcome to episode 68 of Friday Night Feels. Just a gentle, friendly reminder to uh, follow my YouTube page. So that way, if you want to catch any of the episodes or any of the podcast versions, you can as well on Spotify and all of the major platforms. Friday Night Feels is a show for men who want to create better connection and communication with themselves and the people close to them. Each episode will feature a guest expert that will take you on a deep dive into topics of men's wellness, including relationships and emotional well-being. My guest tonight is Sandra Coos. So welcome to Friday Night Feels, Sandra. Thank you so much, Patrick. Such a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited. We have so much to talk about. <laughs> yes, we do. So Sandra is an expert trauma healer, certified traumatic incident reduction facilitator, intuitive mentor and coach, Reiki master teacher, and published author. Her mission is to re whoops, sorry, is to address and heal trauma healing. She designed the full circle trauma healing method of multi-modality approach that not only focuses on releasing the trauma that one has experienced, but also the trauma they've carried from them from ancestors and generations past. Her recently published book, Journey to Yourself, How to Heal Your Trauma, takes the reader on a journey through the mysteries of trauma and the effects it can have on body, mind, and spirit. While unraveling the concept of trauma, she lists helpful tools, leaves room for notes, and encourages her readers to work through the unique exercises she lists to support them on their healing journey. So I'm so excited. Where where to go? There's so much to go. So what would you like to dive into? Of one of the conversations you and I have really had is about when a couple is experienced trauma and how to incorporate or practice intimacy after the trauma has occurred. Yes. Well, this is a subject that really isn't talked about enough. I mean, in general. We all like to have sex, but we rather don't talk about it. <laughs> and so when there's issues with intimacy, it usually gets ignored or put under the rug or never really addressed. Mm. And for couples, this can be really difficult, especially when you find the partner of your life. And you want to really surrender into the relationship and grow and evolve as a couple, but right. trauma is holding you back. Right. But then you're not open to talking about it because you feel ashamed, especially for women. We feel ashamed. We feel afraid if our partner may not love us anymore mm -hmm. or if they may see us in a different light. If we say, well, we have been touched by another man against our will, we have been raped or whatever. Mm -hmm how if they would see us any different if they would say ew no thank you that's too much for me right so we usually don't talk about it but we suffer in silence when it comes to being intimate right. because believe it or not even a trauma survivor wants to be intimate and the body is like the culprit that says no right. we're being triggered right now and that's going to happen right and that's frustrating but since we never talk about it our partner will never know what's really going on they think we're rejecting them mm -hmm. <laughs> it was really not the case right and so we find this subject so important to unravel because partners need to know what a trigger is and what active role they can actually take 
to help their partner through that because they don't have to be helpless bystanders. Right. They can really help. And, and that's I what think, I wanted to talk about. That's, and that's so great because I think one of the, the, the issues that I see a lot in the therapy and coaching and, and just in life is when something has previously happened to a partner, some sort of some sort of trauma the other partner wants something to do tell me what to do how do i fix this how do i make it better how do i take your pain away and i I think that leads to more of the stress of the of the trauma in the relationship of when they can't do anything or they feel that they can't do anything do you experience that at all with the couples you work with yes the helplessness that I see is overwhelming because you love your partner. You, your partner is the one you chose to spend your life with, and yet you don't know how to help them. You see them struggle, and they're like, okay, how can I do? How can I help? Right. And really showing them the tools, what they can do to help their partner this is so empowering. Suddenly, this is not something that's unsurmountable anymore. It's something that's tangible. They can work through this. They can fix this together. And the new level of relationship intimacy they get from that, not just sexually, but with each other and how they treat each other is phenomenal. Right. Because you go even deeper into the relationship and make it even better than you thought ever possible. Right. And I'm I'm glad you brought that up. How do I wanted to ask you this because I love having this discussion. How do you define or how do you classify intimacy between couples in couples? Well, I can tell you what it is for me and my husband. Okay. <laughs> we don't have secrets. Okay. We talk about whatever we want to talk about. It took us a long time to get there. Because most relationships, even the ones that you really are into, you go up for Valentine's Day and you make those little gifts and flowers and everything, it's still superficial mm-hmm. because you are not willing to, or you can, for whatever reason, go into the deep discussions, talk about the uncomfortable things, be vulnerable. Just like those big fights that couples have, they're caused by one of the partners being triggered by something that happened maybe in their childhood and the trigger just came back up, but they don't realize they're being triggered. They're just completely seeing red (laughs) against their partner. And before you know it, they're like in a huge fight when really it was just a trigger with the right tools could have been released right then and there and helped the couple have an honest, calm conversation about what just happened, right? Right? So the deep conversations, the uncomfortable things, that's building an intimacy in a relationship that's simply wonderful. You feel so connected. And safe. Because you're not afraid to talk about, yeah, you feel safe, you feel connected, because there's nothing you would not talk about with your partner. And if you can't talk to your partner, who can you talk to? Right. What happens in your experiences, and I can attest to this too, of of how difficult it is, is when the traumas happen between the partners. Right. Well, that is a whole different scenario. Right. It's a whole other ball. (laughs) But it's how often does that, even if, for example, 
if it's the loss of a pregnancy or the loss of a, a family member that affects both of them or the loss of a job, it doesn't necessarily, you know, I think sometimes people think trauma is something external that happens to you. It can also yeah. just be a life event that changes everything. It's very true. Well, I have lost three pregnancies. And for my husband, it was very difficult to comprehend what I was going through because I had life growing inside of me. I was excited for nurturing a baby for the next nine months until it was born. And he didn't have the connection yet because he couldn't hear the heartbeat. He couldn't feel the kicker or anything. So it was not real for him yet. Now, this is something when I work with couples to make the partner understand what their partner is going through in this moment. So it's really all about knowledge, about understanding the perspective of someone else. But when you're in the trauma of losing a child, mm -hmm. you're not open to a larger discussion about what you're right. feeling right now. Because <laughs> it's raw. You're not the rawest of raw. Yes. It is hard in the moment, but it's very important that our partner is just there and just sits and waits until we're ready to talk. Just says, okay, you need to talk. I'm here whenever you're ready. Just opening this door, and then whenever that happens, be present for God's sakes. <laughs> right, which is difficult for a lot and... of people, isn't it? It's yes. It it sounds nice, but I know how difficult it is. Yeah. To be that present, to be connected. Exactly. I remember the first time my partner learned about the extent of the trauma that I went through in my life. Mm -hmm. How he had to digest that that wasn't easy for him either right did he want to do something i i find like men tend to want to do something <laughs> yeah it was at the beginning of my journey as a trauma healer mm -hmm. i made a two-minute video for an event where i talked about what i've been through okay. and how that year it's possible to heal well, until then, he didn't have any idea of the extent of what I was going through, just bits and pieces. But I showed him the write-up that I did to make sure like everything is okay. It sounds good. <coughs> he read it. I held my breath. He put the paper down, came over, and gave me the biggest hug he ever gave me. Oh, wow. So in a way, he showed me I'm here. Okay. You're safe now. That's how he handled that. And I'm with and you. And I'm so grateful. Yeah. Because it's difficult when you've experienced trauma, you don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's, it's the last thing you want to talk about, but you have to fight that urge because it's just going to become like an infection or a poison that, that's going to consume everything that you touch. Exactly. And I think the reason we don't want to talk about it is, first of all, we think that people may think it was our fault. Mm. Especially when it comes to sexual trauma. Right, right. Right. And then how is our partner going to react? The fear that he would say, okay, no, I can't deal with this. That we are rejected. <laughs> you know, there's so much going on within ourselves, but it's a trauma talking. That's the fear of being vulnerable because being vulnerable and open is what got us in this mess. Right. Kind of, you know, right. being too careless. Still not our fault, but we didn't think this would happen. Right. Right. So just a trauma talking to fear and pushing through and having an honest conversation is the most horrifying thing to do. 
because you're so vulnerable. Once you say the words, you cannot take them back. Right. And that's terrifying. But then I always say, give your partner a chance to prove that he can handle that. Mm -hmm. All of you. Do you see a difference between struggles with trauma with men and women? How they process that? Like, for example, I, I know you shared your a little bit of your experiences, but um, it being uh, National Mental Health, Men's Mental Health Awareness, I, I'm always just looking at different ways of how men process their traumas too. And and it, it's it's totally different reactions. Do, do you, what are your experiences with that of how men and women respond differently to trauma? Well, within relationships, sorry. <laughs> well, still to this day, men are taught not to show emotions. Just suck it up. Right. No tears. All the yada yada which is ridiculous because they have to suppress a part of themselves. Emotions are part of who we are and it only weakens us if we have to suppress them. So men who deal with trauma, usually what I see get either very distant, they distance themselves mm -hmm. or they get very angry. Anger is a mask for pain. And when a man gets angry, you can only imagine how much pain he is suppressing. Mm -hmm. so when I work with couples and I see there's too much trauma then I start working one-on-one -on -one with them okay. and as couples so release the trauma one-on-one -on -one and do couples coaching to help them move together in the right direction right. and usually when I start working with men I have to teach them how to feel emotions first so that we can get to the emotions they are suppressing Right. So, which makes life not easier a, with women because they're more open to emotions. Right. And that's not an easy task. It's basically no, it's asking them to learn a new language. That's very true. And showing them that it's not weakness. Right. That tears are not a weakness. Right. And also <laughs> what I see, too, working with men is is right along the lines of what you're saying is you can be emotional but it doesn't mean you're not who you are I, I think there's almost that fear of well if i touch in with my emotions if i talk about my emotions i'm not going to be me and you're you're going to be more you than you can even imagine because yes. it's sort of i i talk about emotions sort of a little bit like a superpower like you're holding yourself back that's so true. Especially in the realms of relationships, loves and, and love and trauma, because then you can't be you. You're you're constantly holding back and sort of mm -hmm. like trying to hold the ocean back. And there's going to be consequences. Yes, exactly. The thing is what I teach my clients is your negative emotions are so important. We always try to suppress them because we're told to always smile and be happy. You know, don't worry about the bad stuff. It'll just work itself out. Well, trauma and emotions don't just work themselves out. They're right. going to fester until we focus on them or yes. we explode, either one. But our negative emotions show us what needs healing. If there was nothing that needed healing, we wouldn't have negative emotions. We would constantly be happy, mm -hmm. you know, but we're not. So there's something we need to work on. And then those emotions disappear on their own because whatever was 
bugging us, whatever trauma we had, whatever trigger we had is gone and will never right. come back once it's released. Right. And then we feel lighter. We have the freedom to feel however we feel. And we don't have to worry about negative emotions anymore because right. there's the balance as it should be. And right. no, don't worry. When you're balanced with your emotions, you will never be over emotional. Right. So once you feel, right. you're always happy, you feel good, life is easier than you thought it would be because you're not dragging yourself down with worries and doubts and all those what ifs that never come to pass. Right. But you have to do the work first. Right. So tell me more about this amazing program that you offer people in couples. Okay. Well, in my trauma healing journey, I found my passion in helping couples create relationships that are the sanctuary that they were looking for. And it all starts with learning how to communicate. I mean, you really need to know how to talk to each other, how to be there for each other, how to listen. I mean, the first thing we learn in coaching is that you just sit there and you listen until the person is done because then you already they usually give themselves the answer already mm -hmm. if you just let them talk it out. Right. Whereas when you all, most of the time we listen either to reply. So while they're talking, we're already thinking about what to say after that. So we're not really listening to them at all. Right, right. Then it is. Or 100%. Yep. That's the trouble in relationships. Or we'll listen to patronize. You know, so we want to say, well, you know what? Well, it's not that bad and everything. I'm playing it down, not really respecting what they're trying to say. Most men cannot handle female emotions. They're too dramatic. Okay. That's okay. That's why I'm here for. Because <laughs> I will teach you to sit there and listen to your partner until she's done. And then just give it some thought. If it makes you uncomfortable, Good, because that shows you that you have a trigger about listening to someone who is sharing their emotions. This is something to work on, you know, to handle another person's emotion. Maybe it was, it could be a childhood issue, you know, where the mother says, don't be so emotional. Or, you know what, it doesn't matter what you feel. You know, all that this dismissal and things like that. We're too busy. We don't have time for you right now. Right. That judgmental. You know, parents, just yes, shut it exactly. down, shut it down. Exactly. Which is not good, but this is busy life, upbringing, and boys want to be loved just like girls, mm -hmm. you know, but they're raised differently. They're raised with a firm hand to be a strong man. And it's powerful to see how many influences. So even if a family or the parents have taught, it's okay to feel that then they go into the world and it's a whole other thing of, of so many messages of be a man, be a big boy, big boys don't cry. Mm -hmm. You know, you. I want a man, I, you know, like all these different things that they, you know, what it means to be a man. And then they try to do that to be a good man. And then all of a sudden their relationships in peril. Right, well, if a woman is saying, well, I, want, I don't want to cry, baby, I want a man. Mm -hmm. She is not ready for a real relationship. Right. She wants that well, I don't want to really put anyone into a category, but she wants that biker. She wants that dangerous person, right. you know? <laughs> right. Even though the bikers I know are the, are the greatest people I know, so please don't take this personally. <laughs> <laughs> but she wants that danger. You know, we, all women go through that. 
until they're fed up and then they marry someone just like their dad. I know I did. <laughs> and I can't believe I did that. <laughs> but he's perfect. So when, so when someone he, enters your program, is it, how does it work? Well, first we have, of course, a free consultation to get to know okay. each other and talk about the program and what they want to get out of it and how I can help them. And then usually we start with coaching and about going over the issues. You know, maybe it's communication issues. Maybe they have intimacy issues. Then we go directly to the source and address the intimacy issues. I give them action steps, what they can use to help each other, how to understand the issues with the intimacy. You know, once you understand that, you know what to do, because then it makes sense. We fear trauma because we don't understand it. Mm -hmm. We are worried to ask the difficult questions because we fear the answers. So I help them, first of all, talk to each other. I mean, you can only have great sex if you really talk about your preferences, right? Don't right. make it a guesswork for your right. partner. Tell them exactly what you like and don't like, especially when trauma is involved. Because sometimes a certain touch triggers you. I know for me, when my husband sometimes touched me, I was like, ew, I can't. Mm -hmm. I didn't know then that I was being triggered. Right. But luckily, he was the guy that says, you're saying hands off, my hands are off. Right. I was lucky in that regard. So it helped me a lot to process and heal. And it helped me understand the physical triggers, which means I can walk couples through what it means when a person is triggered, what you can do. For example, if it's like, okay, I can't right now, I'm, something is off, I feel icky, your partner can say, okay, Let's cuddle. Come right. here. Let me hold you. Because the thing is, when you have been especially sexually assaulted or raped, the only home you'll ever have your body has been violated. Right. Which means your body doesn't feel safe anymore. Right. So in order to get back into surrendering into intimacy, you need to feel safe in your body again. So when you were trying to be intimate and suddenly a trigger hits and it comes out of the blue. There's absolutely no sign that it's going mm -hmm. to happen. Mm -hmm. It just does. And you say, hands off. And then you say, okay, let me make you feel safe. Come on, let's just cut. Let's just be here. Mm -hmm. You know, and you hold your partner in your arms and maybe you stroke her arm a little bit or you just talk, my goodness, about the weather or what you're going to eat next week. I don't care. Right. Right. But just something to get the mind off of the trigger. And usually that's all that's needed for the trigger to resolve. And you can continue with being intimate. The trigger is not continuously, mm. you know? And the more you do that, the more your partner will feel safe and release that trigger automatically because the body learns there is no danger. Because the body learns, I say stop, it stops. Mm -hmm. So I'm in control now. This is how we get our control back. This is how we feel safe in our body again. And this is what the partner can do. And just that creates a new level of intimacy, not necessarily physical, but right. the whole spectrum. Right. Because I, your partner keeps you safe. Right. And I love that so, because it also, no, I love, no, I'm sorry. I love what you're saying because it redefining intimacy. I think sometimes 
uh you know i always talk about how i grew up watching a lot of like you know like disney movies right <laughs> like where or like happy ever after where it's like oh if i'm good enough then i can get love if i change something about myself then i can find love and i think you know being a man growing up intimacy and sex are very connected almost like it's one and the same but there's so many beautiful aspects of intimacy of cuddling right. holding your hand uh, I always love talking with people about um, terms of endearment. Do you use terms of endearment to bring that sweetness into your relationship? Um, but And I, I love what you're saying about being able to say, hey, I'm here for you. You say no, you can't do here, I can do here. And we can meet in the middle so that way you're feeling safe mm -hmm. and supported. Exactly. And so it was the program that you offer the inspiration for your book no okay no my book was came from my own healing journey okay i had to find my own way to healing because i was dismissed by pretty much everybody including modern medicine wow and i learned so much about trauma and what really has to happen to heal and i wanted to share what i've learned with the world So can you tell me a little bit more about the book? We have a few minutes left. I would love to hear, I would love to the audience to hear a little bit more about this. So it's your self discovery in a way through trauma healing? In a way, yes. Well, it's technically a trilogy. I'm working on a second one right now. The trilogy is journey to yourself and book one is how to heal from trauma. Oh, wow. And it starts with my story. But my book is not the whole story of me. My story okay. is just a little bit. And the rest is where I unravel trauma. I demystify it. I take aspects of my story to explain how people may feel in certain situations. I basically I rip trauma apart and make it make sense. So that we don't have to be afraid of it anymore. We understand what needs to happen to release it. I have journaling techniques. I have fun exercises. Well, I wouldn't say fun, but interesting exercises. <laughs> right. I have room right. for notes. You yeah. know, I ask challenging questions. I love that. So that you really can start on your own healing journey with the knowledge that I've gained on mine. And so is it, would you recommend that for, for individuals, the couples, everyone who's experienced trauma? It's written for trauma survivors, but okay. I also have a lot of readers who live with trauma survivors and they read that to understand the behavior of their partner, family member, friend better. So they are better equipped to work through, let's say, triggers that they may have. Right. Things like that. Well, I think so. I can't wait to to check this out because I have to tell you, I have a really difficult time finding good books for people who have loved ones who are suffering from trauma. Mm -hmm. it, it's almost, it's, I mean, it's usually what I have found in my study, in my research is very specific PTSD, war, war, or like military related type trauma. Yeah. Which doesn't always fit everyone, as we know. So I can't wait to yeah. to pick this up and to be able to look through it. And I love books that give the, uh, the opportunity to write reflection questions all in one place because <laughs> that, that helps the healing right yes it does and you can later look back at it and see wow i really changed a lot right. because transformation isn't subtle 
Right. Healing isn't subtle. It's like the little things that we do. Before we know it, we feel completely different. And by the way, that modality that I used, traumatic incident reduction, yes. it was specifically designed for people with deep trauma and PTSD. So this modality really helps release PTSD for good. Okay. And that's part of your program that you offer yes. for couples? Can, okay. Yes. Okay. It can be as an individual standalone modality or part of the program. Okay. And if people were interested in connecting with you, Sandra, is that something that's possible? Do you do virtual or is it just in no, I do virtual. Okay. <laughs> kind of open the door, right? It's kind of nice, right? Because people around the world, that's what I love about it. Like, that's why I love coaching is I can help, you know, if they don't need therapy, but they need something else, we can connect yes. and help people from all over. Exactly. Plus the bonus, you can sit in your PJ pants and no one's going to see it. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> or you can just... <laughs> Or it's so nice when you're done. I'm sorry. Like you could take your dog out, like, or you could just do a load of laundry. <laughs> you yeah. can have, I mean, and I, I mean, that's joking, but it's also that self-care piece because this work isn't easy. What you're doing that's and what true. we do, it's, it's heavy. And I, I love working with couples. We talked a little bit before we started of, I love working with couples as well because it's such a beautiful relationship. Mm. And and it to really see the resilience that people have. And then when when trauma, it's almost like, you know, another person in the relationship of how do we integrate this in a gentle, loving mm -hmm. way? So we get to have the relationship that we dreamed of and we deserve. I love that. So if people wanted to connect with you, what is the and I'll put this all in the uh show's notes. How can people connect with you, Sandra? Well, I guess the easiest, if you will, like a free consultation to chat is through my website, riseaboveyourstory.com. Okay. The first button you see will get you to book your free consultation. Other than that, you can find me on Facebook under Rise Above Your Story, on LinkedIn under Sandra Coos. Now, I do have an Instagram account, but I'm not really on there. It's so if you send me a message there, I'm not going to get it until months later. So please don't. <laughs> There are so many platforms. You have to choose your yeah. to choose the one that works for you. That's wonderful. So as we kind of wind down on our Friday night episode tonight, Friday night feels. Um, what is one piece of advice or one nugget of knowledge that you would like people to walk away with tonight who listen to this episode? Well, one piece. Oh, there's so many, <laughs> uh, especially for couples. Love each other. You chose each other. So love each other. Love it. I love it. Well, Sandra, thank you so much for coming. It's been such a joy getting to hear everything that you're doing, what you're offering. And you'll definitely have to come back when your trilogy develops. I love trilogies. I'm so excited <laughs> for thank you. you. Congratulations. Well, I hope the next one is getting, well, I hope the next one is coming out this year. I'm working awesome. on it feverishly. Right. Well, congratulations, because the work you're doing is going to help couples in so many different ways. So you're doing beautiful work. Thank you. So do you. Thanks. And I hope you come back to Friday Night Fields so we can pick up because there's still so much more we could talk about. I would love to know more about all of the this trauma component that you do to help people heal trauma. I would love to get into that sometime. I would love to. Awesome. Anytime. 
Great. Well, I hope everyone that watches has a wonderful weekend. If you're in the States, I hope you have a safe and happy 4th of July, and we will see you next time on Friday Night Feels. Have a good night, everyone.